Hello, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer Speaks Radio. I'm Lori LeBay, the host and founder of Alzheimer Speaks. Uh, before we get to our show today, I always just like to tell everybody a little bit about who we are and why we do what we do, um, because we're always getting new listeners, which I so appreciate. But bottom line, Alzheimer Speaks is an advocacy-based company providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care culture from crisis to comfort around the world. We believe that by joining forces and sharing knowledge and just having these everyday informal conversations about life with dementia, that we can remove the stigmas attached to the disease and help people continue to live with purpose. And that's both those diagnosed and their care partners. At our core, we believe in collaboration and we feel that it's really the only way that we're going to win this battle. And I know that it's working because of all of your likes and clicks and shares with your sphere of influences. Many times we don't even realize who's in our sphere, especially if you're on Facebook and Twitter um, and even your coworkers, you know, people in LinkedIn and Pinterest. Um, there's so many different levels of spheres, your family, your friends, and many out there are dealing with dementia, but haven't um, felt comfortable enough to disclose that to anybody. And so the more you share um, our information and others out there, you're really helping people kind of come out of the closet, feel a comfort level, realizing that they're not alone and that there is a lot of support out there. So I encourage you to to still like and click and share um, with all your spheres. I know it it takes a little bit of your time, but the impact truly is, is huge. Um, I also want to give a shout out to a couple of services. You know, one thing that's really close to my heart is um, the memory cafes. And um, we are so lucky to have Calendar Cards, who has um, basically a program to assist people living with memory loss. Um, they now have a, a directory, which I think really is the best directory that I've seen. It's the easiest one to work with. It's the easiest to get onto um, and to be added to and to be able to find those cafes in your area. So check out calendar cards and instead of using a C, just use a K. Otherwise, you can always go to Alzheimer's Speaks and go to our um, initiatives and project page and we have a, a tab specifically on memory cafes that you can go to. Another uh, cohort that I, I love their work is called the um, uh, Call Alert Center. And this it works beautifully for those who wander or elope. And not only is it for people with dementia, but our kids and grandkids, our pets, our college students, that, um, or traveling people traveling abroad. Um, and it's just uh, very inexpensive to register. But if there was an emergency, they can get basically a social media flyer out and work with the police in under 10 minutes. And that's pretty amazing and just increases the odds of, of recovery and um, being safe again. 
So enough of that. Let's get to our show today, um, which again, I'm really excited that we um, we have these guests with us. We are going to be um, talking today about appreciation for care partners, caregivers, care companions, which whatever word you like to use there. Um, but before I introduce our guests, I want to introduce my co-host today, um, who's a fabulous gal. Her name is Pauline Gordon, and she is actually living with dementia. Um, Pauline is actually featured on a um, uh, um, a video that's going out again today called Aging Matters. And I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about that, too. So, Pauline, can you just give people a little bit of your history and then go ahead and talk about Aging Matters? Sure. Um, I was diagnosed about five years ago now with with vascular dementia, and um, I, I guess it was oh, about a year ago that my husband and I made a documentary in conjunction with National Public Television, and they also have a uh, Apes Garden, which is a progressive care facility featured in in the documentary as well. That's going to be uh, airing live tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I'm I'm trying to, the quickest way to get to it is to go to www.wnpt.org slash aging matters. And that's where you can find it. You can find it there anytime, not just tonight. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Paul Ann, for joining us today. Now, we're going to be talking with uh, Jen Chan, who is the founder of Senior, the Senior Shower Project. And her passion is to really celebrate family caregivers with a party filled with uplifting messages. And so she's created greeting cards and um, caregiver cards. And she's now building a caregiver party box uh, called the Senior Shower in a Box. Um, Jen was a caregiver for her grandmother for 10 years, and she currently volunteers as a family caregiver support group um, co-facilitator for the Alzheimer's Association down in Northern California. So welcome, Jen. Hi. Hey, Lori. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, it's uh, It's been a wonderful ride, and I'm, I'm happy to be on the show today to speak about collaboration and caregiver appreciation. That's, that's what I'm all about. Wonderful. I, we're glad to have you, and we're excited to learn more about you. Um, before we get into our line of questions, though, I also want to introduce our audience to Vicki Kine. Now, Vicki has been on the show a few times with us, and she is a clinical bioethicist and a professional professional speaker. She's an award-winning um, author of a book called The Care um, Caregiver's Path to Compassionate Decision-Making, and it's all about making choices for those who can't. And she has a, a resource workbook that goes with this, and she really guides both families and professionals through really difficult decision-making um, processes when, when um, loved ones have lost their ability um, or their capacity. Um, she is also an honorary board member of the Well Spouse Association, and she has been a caregiver for many years um, for six of her own family um, members. So welcome, Vicki. How are you today? Oh, I'm great. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm, I'm sorry I'm a little froggy because I have a cold, but I am so delighted to be here with you, and thank you. Well, we're excited to have you. Um, now, Vicki, I'm going to throw this first question out to you because um, 
You had kind of discovered Jen in her her senior shower projects and in cards. And um, because our audience knows you, I just I wanted to know what was your attraction um, to that. Then I'm going to have Jen talk a little bit more about the project. Well, I when I met Jen, I just first off, our hearts just connected. And and you know how that is when we are working with other professionals. And it's like, oh, you get it. I get it. And um, and so there was just a moment where I'm like, I love what she's doing. Um, I really appreciate that she's showing appreciation to caregivers because I've been a family caregiver and I don't think while I was a caregiver, people appreciated me very much. Certainly nobody threw me a party or sent me a card. And so the thought that all sorts of caregivers are going to get that and they're going to be shown the love and respect and, and praise that they deserve. I just thought this is fabulous. This, this would really support caregivers. Well, and I think that that's so true. I know with caring for for my parents, um, you know, there really wasn't much for cards at all. And I I didn't realize how important those um, kind of little lifelines were until you're in it. And then I wanted to um, be able to send cards and stuff to other people. <clears throat> and then you go to the, you know, big mile long, um, you know, uh, store to find a card and it's like, how can there not be cards out there? How, how, have we, how have we missed the boat in this? And so I was really excited when I, when I heard about this project as well. Um, so, Jen, why don't you tell us why you started um, this senior uh, shower project? Oh, um, absolutely. It's my pleasure to talk about the project. But I do really want to take a moment to say, Lori, I agree with you. Going down to the store to find a caregiver card and that long mile of uh, uh, categories, uh, that was one of the reasons why I really um, started uh, creating these cards as well. And I also just want to take a second to say, Vicki, I am with you. I felt like my, our hearts connected when we met at the conference and we both shared the same story of becoming a caregiver and you know seeking that appreciation that may have never been provided before. So I want to take a moment that um, I did connect with you and I'm so happy that we're on um, this call together because of Alzheimer's Speaks being in collaboration. I'm definitely feeling the collaborative vibe here. So I want to thank all of you for welcoming me here. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Yay. I'm excited. Yeah. And so, um, you know, briefly, uh, I mean, the Senior Shower Project has come a long way, but mostly the inspiration did come with um, I was a caregiver for my grandma and I became an accidental caregiver and I just started taking on the responsibilities. And I realized there wasn't really um, a moment where either my family or my community just took a moment to celebrate that, hey, I'm now a caregiver. Or, hey, my brother who's also helping out was a caregiver. And I, I, come from, uh, I come from a world where I like to go to music festivals, celebrate life events. And so when I started thinking of my grandma, I said, well, you know, becoming a caregiver seems like a critical life milestone, you know, in, in our society, we celebrate um, a lot of different life events, you know, um, where whether it's a birthday, a bar mitzvah, quinceanera, a bridal shower, baby shower, and I saw all these parties happening towards the beginning of life and the middle stages of life, and I really wanted to see that there's anything towards uh, the later stages of life, and I didn't see anything, 
And um, as for me, uh, the project, um, I also want to lay out that I am a little cheesy. <laughs> so uh, I like to tell people when they ask me, how did the senior shower project start? I like to say the senior shower was born at a baby shower. <laughs> okay. uh, and the reason why is because uh, the idea behind the senior shower project came when I attended my first uh, baby shower that was with my friend that was um, when uh, I think we were in our uh, early 20s. Um, I started caregiving for my grandma when I was in my early 20s. At that time, my friends um, got married. Uh, my friends were getting married and having babies. So I went to my first baby shower. But at that point, I was deep, knee, literally knee deep into caregiving because I was changing my grandma's diapers, washing her clothes, transferring her, bathing her. And when I went to this baby shower, I saw how much love and support was at this event, um, at this event, a baby shower that is celebrating new parents and the new life coming into this world. What I saw was community. What I saw was family coming together in a positive way to provide parenting wisdom to the new mom. And I said, hey, this is kind of nice. People are coming together, wanting to share stories of what it's like to be a new mom or, um, you know, sharing their parenting wisdom, what to expect, what not to, you know, not, not what not to be afraid of. And I saw those moments as moments where the family was, the family and the community was providing emotional, psych, emotional, mental, psychological support for a new mom. So I saw that and said, hey, wait a second. That's like a support group, but like in a really fun, festive way. Like everybody showed up to a party and they're there with a theme and the theme is to talk about parenting. And then I said, great, that's, that's awesome. And then I look at all the gifts. I said, wait, so these are gifts. But what I saw from the caregiver's eye was these are tools and resources that the new mom can use to help take care of this newborn. So then I thought, okay, wait a second. All right, a new mom gets a party. A new mom gets... Uh, gets all this advice, parenting advice, and they get all these tools. So I said, well, if taking care of a newborn gets a party, what about taking, and that's beginning of life, what about those who are helping those who are entering the later stages of their life? Mm -hmm. Is there a party for these people? Is there a party for the, these type of caregivers? So I sat there and said, wait a second, I think we should have a party for caregivers. <laughs> so I, yeah, that, that was my aha moment. Like, Wow. So I said, all right, well, then if it's baby shower, I'm just going to flip it um, and call it the senior shower. And then I did some research and couldn't find anything. And um, I decided, hey, let's do something about it. Let's be proactive and create something that will celebrate caregivers and bring that type of wisdom and joy and enthusiasm and those type of fun gifts to the caregivers and the, the care recipients as well. And so that's kind of the long story short version of how the senior shower project was conceived. Okay. Well, that's a, that's really um, an interesting way to, to look at something just, you know, and I, and I think that's how businesses grow is you, you look at something that's working and you twist it to another, you know, demographic um, and see another, another need for that. Um, Pauline, do you have any, any questions or comments that you want to ask Jen after hearing how she started up? Paul Ann, are you with us? Nope, oh, we lost her, I guess. Okay. Well, we'll just keep going here. Vicki, I'm going to ask you um, 
you know, as a family caregiver yourself, um, did you or, or anyone you know ever do something like this, have a, have a shower or get together um, to help provide support for you as a, as a care partner? Um, no, <laughs> I've never heard. Of, that's why I was just like, I love you, Jen. I love your idea, you know, because I'm, I don't have kids. I've done that whole thing where you go to baby showers and birthday, everybody else gets these parties and I'm an auntie. Mm-hmm. There's no auntie day, mm-hmm. you know, there's grandparents <laughs> day, but there's no auntie day. And it's like, I have been such a loyal aunt caregiver, all these things. And so it really resonated with me, and it seems so, I don't know, it's, it's like I shouldn't need to have validation, but I'm human. Mm-hmm. I think we're incredibly human, and so we need some validation. It's hard. I mean, having a newborn, that's hard. Having a senior coping with a medical crisis or getting older, that can be hard. And I started young, too. I started at 21, so I totally relate to Jen. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's... I, I'd never heard of this before, and I'm somebody who really likes to empower caregivers because um, we sometimes feel overwhelmed by our, our job as a caregiver and our role, so I, I really connected with this idea. Okay. We're going to try to get uh, Paul Ann back on the line here, mm-hmm. so not quite sure what happened, okay. so... We'll see if we can do a little ringy ding ding here and, and get her back with us. <laughs> Hello, hi, Pauline. Yep. Oh, there you go. <laughs> We're not quite sure what happened to you, but we wanted to pull you back in. So, um, I was just asking you, and and um, I I don't know how much you heard, um, but I was just going to ask you the question with, you know, Jen kind of explaining how she got started with this senior shower kind of um, project, you know, was off baby showers and, and taking it to a new twist. And I was just wondering if you had any thoughts or comments um, that hit you as you heard that. Well, I, I guess the first thought that came to my mind is the fact that the caregivers really need some, something to pep them up, especially at the end, you know, after they've been taking care of someone for a long time, they become so isolated because it takes all of their time to just take care of someone, and their social life diminishes, and they they really need this kind of encouragement. Yeah, I agree. I um I'm entering the um, the grandma world, or a couple of years ago, oh. I guess I did, and so I have uh, girlfriends that I get together with. That gosh, I I used to work with them like oh. oh. I bet it's 35 years ago now. <laughs> and, and we get together like once a month for lunch. But we have um, glamour showers. So every time somebody has a, a grandchild or one's being born um, as, a, as a group, and it's, it's really wow. empowering because, you know, you get all the little tools, the books and, you know, videos or DVDs and just different things to be able to engage, you know, um, when the child's, you know, at your house or um, just kind of your private time, your own little journals. I mean, everybody gets really creative. And then we also invite, um, you know, the mom and the baby to be part of that. And it's just, it's so supportive and, and, and everyone starts looking forward to the journey. And I know that, um, as a society, you know, we view, um, our, our caregiving roles very differently. So, um, for example, with a newborn or with a grand, uh, grandson or granddaughter, it's about, you know, the beginning 
um, but we don't embrace as a society um, as things change. And I mean, that could be anything from somebody getting into a car accident at a young age. It could be dealing with dementia. It could be dealing with uh, 10 million things. But, you know, we don't raise our hands and say, sign me up. Um, this is going to this is going to be, a, you know, a fun deal. This is something that I want to engage with. And yet, we're still dealing really with the same um, set of um, skill sets. But I think our, our mindset in terms of how we handle life and how we're supposed to react to it have really been predetermined, you know, by, by media and just, you know, life perceptions. And I see this, um, you know, the, the senior shower as a way to help turn the table of that and say, you know, we're, we're all in this together if we want to admit it or not, you know, and none of us should do this alone. So why are we pretending that we have to? Um, why are we pretending that there aren't support, that there isn't support for us and set that up instead of um, kind of crawling into isolation, which so many people do? So I, I think this is a, a really nice um, almost icebreaker um, in right. terms of, of shifting Boy. things. I was just wondering right. if, um, is this something that you're just doing locally or have you been able to spread this, um, around to outlying areas and other states? Um, and uh, was that Paul Ann? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Ann. Yeah. Um, thanks for asking. That's actually something I'm working on right now. Um, in terms of, uh, the party itself, the senior shower, I'm currently, uh, creating the party so that it's uh, going to be able to be delivered to your door. I'm creating the senior shower in a box. I'm creating a, bo a party box kit that I can ship, not just regionally. I'm currently based in California, but I want to be able to have this party uh, to be provided to families nationwide. That would be wonderful. I mean, that would just be so <laughs> wonderful. Um, I, think I appreciate your support. So they're so under-recognized, the caregivers, and they have such a hard road. And it, especially with dementia, it seems like they mm -hmm. all the, uh, the friends kind of leave mm -hmm. as the mm -hmm. dementia progresses, and, and they just okay. really need support. So I'm glad you're doing okay. this. Um, thank you. And I, I also want to, uh, I def definitely want to touch on the point that both Lori and you, Pauline, have talked about in terms of the isolations and kind of friends that are maybe um, drifting apart as time goes by. Like one of the, one of the parts about this party is um, I really want it caregiving, not just to be an experience for the care, uh, the caregiver and the care recipient. It's really for the community about bringing awareness to caregiving is a lifestyle. Caregiving is life. And that for those who have attended the senior shower, the caregiver and the community would recognize who was at the event and that they are not alone. And if there was a time of crisis or they needed a phone, a friend, hopefully one of the people at the party can call somebody they recognize and say, Hey, you know, just checking in. I know you're still caregiving. How's everything going? Or vice versa, the caregiver feeling not so trapped that they're not alone, that they can call the support that was at the party and say, Hey, you know, friend, Sarah, you were at my party. You know, can I talk to you for a second about caregiving? And that's already in itself an icebreaker, uh, as you touch upon, Lori, that, that the conversation has already started. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, um, 
I, I find this party to be a solution, kind of a proactive approach to caregiving before crisis mode. It's kind of like, hey, let's start you off on a high note, caregiver and community. And then as the process changes, and, and, and as we all know, it's unique to everybody that they know that there was a support system at the very beginning, even in, in the dark times. Mm-hmm. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, I appreciate your support. And I'm rolling it out. I'm working hard to get this kid together. <laughs> I'm working hard. So uh, Yes? Hi, this is Vicki. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think this is why it resonated with me so much, because when I started caregiving for my mom after her stroke when I was 21, all of her friends disappeared. You know, because you you don't want, nobody wants to see disability. They don't want to think it could happen to them. And all of a sudden, her support groups started pulling away. And I needed the support. So, and they, at some of them were actually people I had bonded with. They were like my extra aunties, you know. Mm -hmm. And if we'd had something like this, it would have role modeled. It would have been a moment for other people to say, wait a minute. It's not just our friend that needs help, her family needs help. And I think it might have helped them stay engaged um, because it was so tragic that, you know, my mom, you know, all of, all of her support system started disappearing. Mm-hmm. But all of these women had thrown parties for each other for years for everybody's babies and everything. So I think teaching the community how to support you that's, I think, unfortunately, part of our job as caregivers is to teach people how to be as wonderful as we are. Mm-hmm. You know, caregivers are truly noble, amazing people, and, you know, we, people should notice and, and learn from us how to be so giving and loving. Well, one of the things that I think is, um, is interesting with this. And, and Jen, you had mentioned, you know, people might recognize that they could reach out to these people at their party. But Mm -hmm. I think part of what I would like to see you put in this whole um, box, you know, this party box (laughs) is a conversation of, of what is, what is a care partner? Because, and, and to even um, look at it changing some of the verbiage in terms of caregiver, because caregiver, suggests that we're giving it all away. And I think that's why nobody wants Mm -hmm. to step up and be part. But if they're a care companion or if they're a care partner, then it gets back to being relationship mode. And one of the beauties, I think, and I don't know if you could come up even with a game for this, um, Mm -hmm. you know, what what is a caregiver? What is a care partner? You know, let them kind of have a discussion with that. I think people will be surprised because, even when you were saying, you know, hopefully, you know, the person who's giving care to someone will realize there's these supports and, you know, they've got these these lines they can cast out um, maybe for a break or a cup of coffee or, you know, whatever. Um, but bottom line, every single one of those people in attendance, they are a care partner. They are playing a role. And and I think the problem with the disease um or the way society views disease is that it's a burden instead of a a natural state. We all care for one another constantly. And we, we have to learn to be more conscious. I think about our choices, but understanding that reaching out as a friend is a caring role. Mm -hmm. And that's all this is, is talking about caring Mm -hmm. roles and how those um, change and are fluid 
um, throughout our throughout our entire life, even when we're a small child, um, we are part of a caring role. Um, and so I think if we can change perceptions, you know, then we can we can get off the kind of doom and gloom truck and the isolation and really support people fully and wholly and let them know that, you know, we want open conversations. We want to know what your life is like, because that's the only way we can help you is if you, if you're willing to be vulnerable with us, but we have to provide them a safe place to do that. And, um, that's just my two cents. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Lori. Actually, I, I am with you. Um, and, uh, uh, in terms of, uh, putting something in the box. I've, um, I'm, I'm having some fun. I'm, I'm loving this collaboration. Like I said, I have a, I think a lot of the, the, the party will allow the, uh, allow the opportunity for friends to, and family, friends, community to understand what caregiving is, what the caregiving, caregiving situation is. And also let's just say normalizing the conversation. Caregiving is a part of a normal living let's not let's talk about it and when you were asking about maybe uh putting something in the box or in the party to find a care partner um i was i've been coming up with two different games uh Mm -hmm. that i would like to share can i go in and do that sure sure please yeah so um part of i mean part of caregiving is uh defining the role so i figured well you know let's make a new new version of caregiver bingo you know, we baby showers, they have games, right? Mm-hmm. So I think senior showers should have games too. <laughs> so in the caregiver bingo, these uh, I'm designing a game where there would be fun terms, but then there will be also terminology such as activities of daily living. What is toileting? What is medication management? What is transferring? What is, what is dementia? What are these chronic conditions? And some other fun verbs in there so that when people are talking during this event that they can do the bingo fill out their card get a prize make it fun you know make Mm -hmm. the learning process fun so that's one of the games hopefully that uh can address the definition of what a care partner could be and then the other thing that i'm really excited about is developing a caregiver coupon booklet this is something that the the party guests will put together at the actual shower meaning that for their family and friends, the caregiver does not have to feel like they have to go out of their way to ask for help. Like, hey, can you come here? I need to go. I, I need an hour of respite. I need an hour of alone time. Um, at the party itself, uh, everybody can get together and write their own coupon to give to the caregiver and say, hey, I, I know you're in the situation. I have an hour to give or two hours to give every week. So here's a coupon I'm going to write that if you need a friend to take you to a movie, I am the one for you. Mm -hmm. So it is all self-generated from their support group so that the, the caregiver would know that, Hey, this is not, this is a group thing and people can learn to offer what they're able to give to the caregiver, not the caregiving asking somebody that they can't, receive that um, help back. Mm-hmm. So those are two games I'm making so that people can be involved at the party. We can play games, but after the party, there are takeaways. There are actionable items that can still help the caregiver's life after the party. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Paul. Sounds wonderful to me. 
Any any other I, comments other than that, Pauline? On that, the well, I, one 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 thing that popped in my mind as I was listening is I was thinking about making sure we don't forget about the hospice uh, caregivers because mm. they're they do incredible work and I think they're so under recognized. Um, my, my mom was in hospice and I just could not believe how incredible they were to her. And I think they must they must go through every time they have people come in, they die. More people come in, they die. You know, they're constantly in this cycle. And I think anything we could do to support those people would be wonderful as well. Agree. Um, Vicki, how about you? Any thoughts? Um, I love the idea of games, and I really love your coupon book. Oh, I, again, I, my mind is, like, blown right now because people – you, it's so hard to ask for help, you know, to pick up the phone, to take the time and have the energy to go seeking the help we need. That can just be another burden for a caregiver. And instead, <laughs> you know, we could already know that this person is willing to go to the market for us. This person is willing to uh, do carpool for me one week so I can spend time with my senior I think it's great, and I'm coughing. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a problem. We totally appreciate that. One of the things that I was thinking of in terms of games is, you know, they have the... um, Oh, the toilet paper, and you have to make a wedding dress and things like that. Out of it. But, but yeah. you know, it would be really interesting. Um, but it would ha- you'd have to be because you wouldn't want this for people to be laughing, but almost an educational thing in terms of even just feeding somebody and blindfolding somebody oh. and oh, you know plugging their yeah. ears on, on what that is like for both sides. You know that that this could really be this could be really an intimate thing instead of a, a a deadly chore but you have to get to know one another you know on a different level um for for that to happen um you have to read the nonverbals you know when somebody maybe can't communicate or um you know trying to uh, you know assist an adult getting dressed is not easy um, because they already know how to do it and you know have their own way of doing it and yet they might need assistance and you know, I, I don't know. I just, I was thinking uh, by training, head goes on, you know, and maybe it w- wouldn't work as well in public unless it was actually um, a facilitated shower. If maybe mm. hospitals or or um, communities would say, we're going to do a celebration of, of, you know, for caregivers and their family members and pull everybody in together. Um, to, to really do kind of an inspirational, motivational um, type piece honoring those and letting other family members uh, get a better sense of of what they go through. Because I, I think that's one of the things that I hear all the time is that nobody really gets it. There's usually kind of tag one person in the family that gets it, and there can be a lot of resentment for lack of support, even though other family members feel they're being supportive. Um, but we don't, we don't always ask for what it is we need because as that, that, that it person who's in control, we don't want to give up control either, you know, so we can have right. kind of that double-edged sword there. So 
I don't know. I, I'm just throwing right. stuff out there because I'm a brainstormer. But I, I just think that this has so much potential on so many levels. And I think I think the celebrations could be group celebrations and not even have to be family friend oriented. Um, just in just in honoring um, people, and if they and if it was done in a group setting, you might be able mm-hmm. to do um, a more educational piece with it. Um, Vicki, you do a lot, you know, with the hospitals and stuff. What, what do you think of that idea? Um, I think it's wonderful. I am on a mission to help the professionals understand what it's like to be the patient mm-hmm. and the caregiver, mm-hmm. but I can just have them understand what it's like to not be able to get out of a chair and to have to wait for someone to bring you to the bathroom. I mean, you and I, we just get up and go and it's really, really hard. There, there's actually, a a challenge, you know how there was like the ALS uh, ice bucket challenge and uh-huh. things? There was a challenge going around um, a certain group of physicians that they had to try to drink the thickened liquids. Mm-hmm. When people maybe have had a stroke <laughs> or some kind of brain mm. injury, they can't always swallow very easily. And so they have you add this like little thickening gel to your liquids mm-hmm. so you, you can still drink your orange juice, but it's like drinking gravy, but it's really thick. And doctors just order this like it's no big deal. Like, just go ahead and use this. Mm-hmm. And then they had the doctors actually try to drink their coffee thickened, their orange juice thickened, and they can barely get it down. It is, it is not refreshing. It isn't. It, it's really hard. It's a huge life change to not be able to just take a glass of water when you're thirsty, mm-hmm. but to struggle with, with the process. And these doctors are like, whoa, we had no idea. Mm-hmm. So for me, anytime you can get others to understand we had no idea that what you were going through, I, I think it's tremendous because it's teaching empathy. Yeah. It's I don't think most people are trying to to not help each other or not to be sympathetic, but they just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Like when I was 21 and taking care of my mom, nobody in my age group was taking care of people. Yeah. You know, I'm 53 now, and now everybody's calling me saying, hey, what do we do? Now I'm taking care of my loved one. And it's like, <laughs> wow, I've been done with that for years, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, it would it would help. I, I I like the idea of feeding another person, mm-hmm. you know, because that is, it can be a really wonderful experience because it's time together. There can be conversation and, you know, you can hold hands, or, but it also takes time and you have to be so patient. Mm-hmm. It's challenging too. And I, I, I think something like that would be, would be fabulous. And, and I think people would have a good time with it because you can make it playful. It doesn't have to be you know, miserable. And maybe that's part of the lesson that it's not about being miserable as a caregiver, but finding a way to have fun with it while you're sitting there scooping the food. Yeah. You know, how could you make this better instead of focusing on what was difficult? Yeah. I've actually done the food thing um, in a nursing home and we blindfolded and we used earplugs and we tie, we tied their hands um, um, and told them, you know, that they couldn't assist themselves. And they really had to rely on their senses. 
And then um, I had them do different approaches. So one is just, uh, which we still see way too often, um, somebody feeding somebody who's not even looking at them and just shoving a, a fork, you know, to the side and putting it in somebody's mouth. And they're really not even aiming because they're having a conversation with somebody else and not prepping them for it and um, introducing that it's coming or um, using just little approaches. You know, we talked about um, little things like, um, you know, how would you feed a small child? How do you get them to open their mouth? Well, you, you tickle their lip with the spoon, mm-hmm. just lightly and gently. And well, that works with adults too. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, just applying what we already know just in a different, in a different setting. And I think part of it is, um, you know, what you can create, Jen, with this whole project is really a, a reawakening of how we mm, care I see. and um, utilizing what we, what we know and what we would use in other situations, but we're not applying them because we think that we're, they, we think they're different. Instead of looking at the commonalities of how we care, we're focusing on the differences and the differences always, you know, create barriers and the commonalities, you know, build relationships. And that's what it's all about is that relationship you know, care and um, that building that sense of community, again, that you're not alone, that this stuff is okay to talk about, um, that there isn't a right way or a wrong way, um, There, but there's always a better way. You know, there's always ways to improve things. And so not getting stuck in the, in the status quo, not being afraid to try new things. Um, because if that was us, how would we want to be cared for? Would we want someone stuck in the status quo or saying, hey, I, we can always do this better? And it might not be perfect, but we can always try and we can do we can we can do that together. You know, so I think a lot Absolutely. of it yeah. is kind of that that philosophy changing and to have that that box or that card delivered, um, I think will just mean so much to so many. So I, I think it's very, very exciting. Um what you're doing. You know, Jen, one thing I didn't really um, ask you to go into detail with, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, when you were caring for your grandma, um, how did that happen? I mean, did you recognize yourself as, as a caregiver or a care partner? Or when did that revelation come to you? Uh, thank you for asking. The The revelation came, I think it was, it was intuitive. It was a gut instinct. Um, my grandma was not diagnosed with any chronic um, medical conditions. I just noticed uh, that in her walk, I just started noticing my grandma's body body was aging. She started, um, I also want to let you know that my grandma, I think I started caring for her when she was in her 80s. Um, and so she, I just started noticing that she started leaning on more things on the walls or on the tables and her walk was a little um, a little off, and then when we finally started getting her uh, a walker, just for safety measures, that I noticed, you know, gra- I think Grandma needs more of a companion. So, I I quit my fancy San Francisco consulting job and just stayed to be with my grandma and just to be her companion. Um, and it was just an intu- intuition. Mm-hmm. But I did I I never knew the term caregiver. I didn't know what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, until I started getting more, I took grandma to the doctor's appointments. I started getting pamphlets about caregiver 
resources. And that's, that at that point, I said, what, what is a caregiver? Then I started taking these self-caregiver assessment tests. And I said, oh, I do all of these things for my grandma. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is what a caregiver is. Mm-hmm. So um, I just kind of fell into the role, like, you know, the accidental caregiver. You just start taking on one task. Okay, I'll go get the groceries. Okay, I'll take her to the doctor's. Okay, I'll help her with bathing. I'll start cooking for her. And then you, the, the caregiver task just started adding up. Uh, and uh, I do want to take a, just take a moment to also uh, give a shout out to my family. I want to say that I was a primary caregiver for my grandma, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, I wasn't, was not in it alone. My brother was in it. Um, my aunties, my uncles, and my cousins were fortunate to have a one mile radius where all the family could help contribute mm-hmm. to uh, helping out grandma. So all of them, I think, as we started doing more tests, each of one of us became a caregiver over time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just overnight. It was just over time. Mm-hmm. And I think also that um, the the caregiver winds up often if they don't have a lot of family, other family, or the family is working or whatever, it, they have a full-time job and they have no relief. So I really like the idea of you sending a box that would have them give them like a coupon for cutting the grass or for maybe dusting the house or just doing the things that um, need to be done. But when you're so involved with just taking care of someone, you, you just don't have time to do it. Very true. Yeah, I've been spinning the box idea to also thinking, hey, not only is it a party in a box, if I start making more boxes, I can call it the care package for caregivers, mm-hmm. you know, because the caregivers won't be thinking about themselves. They're busy providing care and other things, taking care of everything. And I said, well, what if what if a caregiver got a care package at their door every month? Wouldn't that be exciting? And it was filled with this new new tools or the latest guidebook or the latest whatever lifestyle that they have. Like if they were into, if they were, they were a foodie, they were into culinary uh, arts and then they can get new books and recipes. Like that would be so fun just to have a little oomph during the day. So um, there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of opportunities and I've been, uh, it's, it's been so great talking about this with you because it's been a passion project and, um, in terms of uh, Lori, what you were saying, what talking about in terms of commonalities in this uh, in this process is this: there's there's really no reason to reinvent the wheel because we know everybody has been caregiver. It's about bringing the topic to light and also sharing the resources that have been available, and it, whether it's been in, uh, the organi- uh, the caregiver organizations that are pu- publishing uh, guidebooks or whether there's books whether there's other unique items out there. Like I really want to be able to source these fun gifts and um, items and really speak towards them and and send them to caregivers. That's really what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, um, I can't believe this hour is just kind of flowing by here. I did want to um, ask Vicki about our kindness um, reminders and how people can sign up for those. Cause I think that that's a, that's an interesting concept too. And she might be having a coughing attack. So we'll have to, we'll have to wait. And see. No, I had muted my, I had muted myself. So I wouldn't, coughing, <laughs> but I'm actually between coughs. I'm good. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, I met a gentleman at like a business conference. It wasn't a caregiving or aging uh, event. And he said to me, Vicki, 
I love my grandma, but I keep forgetting to call her. Mm-hmm. Can you develop something that emails me a reminder, call your grandma, and could you send me some ideas of what I could do for her? Because I don't know what I can do to show her I love her, you know, because he was a young mm. businessman, but he really wanted to give to her. Mm-hmm. And so I developed the kindness reminders. They're a once-a-week email, and each week you get a different idea of how to show kindness to the person that you're caring for. And some of the weeks it's about reminding you to show kindness to yourself um, or to show kindness to other people, like especially for long-distance caregivers. You know, you might want to show kindness to the people at the uh, nursing home that are is take, that they're taking care of your loved one. How could you show them kindness? And so basically it's a free email you sign up for on my website at kind, kindethics.com. And it's in the upper right corner. It just says sign up for kindness reminders. And they just go out automatically. And I, I, my last name is Kind. And I just want to remind people that that's, that's where we should be starting. You know, how can we help people? How can we make it a little easier for people in the journey? Because other people already have the wisdom you know, I, a lot of the ideas I share are actually things other people told me and taught me. So we move on these ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I like this idea of community. Um, so anyway, I I always forget that the kindness reminders are happening because it's just an automated system. And then people will mm. email me, you know, at the end, they go, I think, about 40 weeks. And they're like, thank you, that helps so much. And it's like, oh, I forgot I was sending those to you. So... <laughs> It's all this goodness that I think all of us do as professionals, Lori, what you do, we don't realize the ripple effect of how we're, we are making that difference. Every, mm-hmm. every action, every show you do, everybody we help, you know, that person is better, but maybe they now help the next person. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I love this industry that, you know, we are all in it together. And I'll certainly take this back. I work with a lot of people that are care partners for people that have a dementia, and I will certainly take this kindness at kindethics.com message back to them because they really need it. They really need something to cheer them up. Thank you, Pauline. Well, that is wonderful. Um, Jen, with you, can you tell us, you know, um, what inspired you to to create the cards and how do how do people get those and, and like when will the boxes be be ready, do you think? We're bringing it back full circle, Lori. We're bringing <laughs> it back. <laughs> yeah, the the caregiver cards, I think we uh, brought it um in the beginning of the conversation we we're talking about going through the card aisle and one of the reasons uh, and looking for that caregiver card, um, I was looking for a card that would express um, my appreciation for caregivers. I couldn't find it, so I decided to make make my own, and that's kind of how they they were started. But um, another reason why I started the cards was because when you think party, uh, because I was thinking about the senior shower project. Whenever you get invited to party, there's there's a card. So I decided to start going into the card business just to capture the caregiving. Uh, enthusiasm and appreciation and just 
to be able to say, hey, caregivers, you're doing an amazing job. And guess what? You're going to have a party. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really how I started with the cards. And, uh, and in terms of the party, the senior shower in a box, uh, I am dedicating the launch of the, the release of the box on my grandma's uh, death anniversary, which is on May 7th. She passed away two years ago on May 7th, 2015. And I think in honor of my grandma and in honor of all the caregiving that has happened, I'm going to release it in May. So it's going to be available um, in two months. And for both of the items, the caregiver cards, the caregiver cards are currently available online at SeniorShowerProject.com. And then the box will be available online. SeniorShowerProject.com. Yep. And in May, the boxes will be available. Wonderful. Well, that's exciting. That is wonderful. Um, Vicki, do you want to give people out your website as well? Um, yeah, the same place you can get the kindness reminders at kindethics.com. Um, it's, my, it's my main website, but mostly it's a blog full of all sorts of articles to help answer those challenging questions about dealing with medical issues, dealing with caregiving. Um, and, yeah, that, that's, that's where people can go for more information. Okay, wonderful. And, um, Pauline, why don't you give a plug for your book on vascular dementia, too, that, that people um, can go get on Amazon? Yes, I have a booklet that I wrote a little bit ago, and it's only about 35 pages, so it's a short read, but it's, de- it's devoted to people who are newly diagnosed and their care partners. And um, it just talks about some of the causes of vascular dementia and how to deal with the, um, the problems with vascular dementia. And it just gives a lot of fresh insight, I think, into the, into the dementia world. And that is available on Amazon. It's called Vascular Dementia and Inside Perspective. Great. And that's available. Yeah, it's, it's free to download on Kindle. And it's 99 cents to, to download if you don't have Kindle Prime. Okay, wonderful. Jen, any last comments that you have for our audience? If you're listening and you're a caregiver, I love you, I support you, and there's a party waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's wonderful. And Vicki, any last comments from you? Oh, I just, I, I'm just sitting here smiling, and that's, I, I love the caregivers. I, I love, and don't forget, it's the professionals and the family care partners. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, this, we can also show that kind of love to the people who are helping us to help the person we love. Wonderful. And, um, well, I just want to thank everybody so much for, for being part of this show. And um, a special thanks going out to you, Paul Ann uh, Gordon, who is uh, my co-host today as well. Um, this has been a really interesting topic, um, talking about how to appreciate um, caregivers, care partners, care companions, um, both family and professional. And uh, Jen, uh, Chan, I think you're doing some uh, terrific work. And Vicki, you always are and are so supportive of collaboration and um, helping mentor and and push uh, people w- with new ideas forward. So thank you for all the work that, that you are doing. 
Um, for those of you that are new to the Alive and Social Network, you might want to check out um, one of our shows here, What's called, uh, and it's called What's for Dinner Tonight. And it's with Rachel uh, Perrin, who's the culinary director for the Kowalski's Markets. And, um, you know, they talk about seasonal foods and trending topics and diets and all of that kind of stuff. And it's a it's a great place to be able to figure out what the heck you're going to have for dinner tonight. That's um, quick and simple. And you can always go to Kowalski's.com and um, find all their seasonal menus as well. And that's K-O-W-A-L-S-K-I-S.com, Kowalski's.com. I do want to um, just give a shout out um, to all of those that have already signed up for our dementia-friendly cruise that we are doing November uh, 11th through the 18th, which is going to be a Caribbean cruise with Holland America. If you're interested in joining us, um, please go to alzheimerspeaks.com. You will see that right on our homepage, um, or you can go to our initiatives and projects, and there's a full tab of information there. This is going to be for both uh, a person with dementia and their care partners. We highly encourage families to participate. This is a great way for a family to make some wonderful memories and also get educated and find support and learn about resources and and tips and um, tricks along the way as well. Um, as for our show here, all of our shows are archived, so you can go back, you know, over five years and listen to a variety of wonderful ideas that uh, that people uh, are doing. Again, we have had authors, we've had researchers, um, we've had um, people like Jen coming up with new ideas. And uh, so, again, everything is just a, a very... Um, easy, uh, gentle conversation about how do we improve life with dementia. Our dementia chats uh, continue, so please feel free to check out the videos where I have a conversation with our experts, and those experts all are diagnosed um, with some form of dementia. Their insights are brilliant and really can help us um, live a better life. Um, with Paul Ann Gordon uh, is part of that Aging Matters documentary that airs tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. That's 7 Central, 6 Mountain, and 5 Pacific time. You can find that information on Alzheimer's Speaks uh, blog, or you can go to Paul Ann Gordon's Facebook um, as well to find information there. I think that's it for today. So in closing, you guys have a wonderful week, and we will all talk soon. Thanks, everyone. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great quick motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.